The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sponge baths, international thrillers, and twerking. You may need an ice bucket challenge just to cool off today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Well, hello again there, soap fans. For the 244th time, welcome to Soap Central Live, your live weekly hour-long chatterboxing session about anything and everything soap. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I've been the host of the show for, I think, 242 of those 244 shows. What was I doing on the other two weeks? No, I wasn't slacking off, but we're going to have one of the folks who hosted one of those two shows coming up in just about two minutes. First, we have some business to take care of. As there's been a lot going on in the world of soaps, let me rattle off some of the highlights and headlines here right at the top of the show. The search for Adam Newman is over. Justin Hartley has signed on to play the role of Adam Newman on The Young and the Restless. Of course, the role was previously played by Michael Muni. Hartley is expected to make his debut just in time for, you guessed it, November sweeps. And elsewhere on the dial, General Hospital is moving to a new or old, I guess, depending upon how you look at it, time slot. In eight of the nation's largest TV markets, GH is going to slide back an hour to the time slot it held for 25 years. That would be 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, for a list of all those areas where GH is changing times. For more on Justin Hartley joining YNR, or for any of the other latest soap news, scoops, and recaps, just click on over to SoapCentral.com. You can read up on all those articles. And if you open up a new browser on your computer right now, you can even read along while you listen to today's show. And speaking of today's show, while you're opening up that other browser, let me tell you what's ahead. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Days of Our Lives and General Hospital star Teo Penglis will be here to talk about his new memoir, Places, The Journey of My Days, My Lives. If you haven't picked up your copy, you can download a Kindle version and have it downloaded to your computer or smartphone or tablet device, whatever you use, by the bottom of the hour. So go and do that now, and you'll be able to have the book to follow along with us as we discuss the book, Wonders of Technology. And if you follow me on Facebook or on your Twitter machines at Dan J. Kroll, you may have seen earlier this week that I mentioned some mysterious new project that I'm working on. A lot of you had had some questions, so I want to talk a little bit more about it coming up later in the show. So if you want to know what all of the hullabaloo is, or I guess who even uses the word hullabaloo in 2014, 
Stay tuned. You can get all that information later because just in a few moments, we have Days of Our Lives stars, Chriselle Staus and Galen Gearing. They're going to be joining us to talk about life in Salem and, more importantly, to take your calls. So if you want to call and be a part of today's show, talk to any of our guests or even to me if for some reason that excites you, you can certainly do so. We encourage you to call in. The number is 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. And for some reason you can't get to the phone, maybe you're busy, whatever it is you're doing on a Friday afternoon, join us on social media. There's a live discussion thread on Facebook at facebook.com slash Soap Central. You can also follow us at Soap Central. Tweet your comments and questions there. It's a lot of fun to be involved. And as a special bonus for waiting, we're doubling your pleasure, your first guest pleasure this week. We have two fabulous guests right out of the gate instead of the normal one. He used to be on Passions. She starred on All My Children. Both of them are now appearing weekdays on NBC's Days of Our Lives. And one of them gets to, you know, make out with Justin Hartley on a regular basis. Which one? Well, this is how, this is how rumors start. Let's bring them on and find out. Galen Gearing, Chriselle Staus, welcome to Soap Central Live. <laughs> Hold on, Justin, Justin, I'm doing an interview now. Please, go away. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. This, Chriselle is, is a regular guest here. Galen, this is your first time. Thank you for sticking your toe in the water and uh, dropping by to chat with us. By the way, I am impressed. That was a mouthful that you just, wow. I mean, and, and for the record, the day before yesterday, I used the word hullabaloo. In what context? <laughs> Do we want to know? Uh... I can't remember, but it was totally out of context. And I was like, who even says that? And then you just say, said the same thing. But maybe uh, we're bringing it back. I'd like to. Uh, you know, I'm, Chriselle, has seen me, Chriselle has seen me live, and she knows that I have a tendency to make up words as things go along. So uh, there may be other made-up words, Chriselle, during the course of this, this interview. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm never doing your show again. <laughs> Ooh, I like the incentive. So I want to start off with both of you talking about some topical things, you know, things that are trending, things that are out there in the universe. It's not necessarily soap related, but when I look at the topics, they kind of are their own soaps. And the first one, we'll start with Chriselle on this. The big news in, in the world is that you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce may be splitting up. Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon are splitting up. There's all of this gossip about celebrity couples. Why do we find celebrity couples so fascinating, Chriselle? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, we're, we're kind of, we see them a certain way and, and uh, we hold them on this pedestal. And then when you hear, oh my gosh, they have, you know, trouble in paradise, you kind of, as sadistic as it is, you're kind of like, oh, they're just like us. And then you almost sadly kind of create this a cycle where you, you put people on a pedestal and then you are happily tearing them down. So it's sad, but um, you know what? It's one of those things. I don't believe the Jay-Z and Beyonce one. I think they're forever together. Um, but Nick Cannon and uh, Mariah, I for sure saw that coming. I think everyone did. <laughs> Galen, your thoughts on the, those two particular super couples? Uh, I mean, I will say that if I were to think like what their lives are like, especially someone like Jay-Z, Beyonce, I mean, traveling, being all over the world, obviously people like throwing themselves at their footsteps. It's got to be tough day in and day out. Um, like my life. Uh, no, um, <laughs> like, you know, it takes work. And uh, I have no idea, Dan, really. I mean, I don't know. I wish them the best, honestly. Really. Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it to something that you, that you can sort of understand, just in passing, yeah. because you did sort of open up 
the doors to your world when you were on Dirty Soap. And I'm sure it's a, it's got to be a difficult decision, uh, decision to decide what do you want to share with the public and what do you want to keep private? Yeah, and obviously, like, social media has changed so much of that and phones and, you know, portable recorders. And that was like your world is kind of open whether you want it to be or not if you're a public figure ever more so now than ever. So... I think it's just something you have to deal with. And honestly, like to a certain degree, the more open you are, the better it is because then, you know, it's easy. Does that make no, sense? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, it does. If, if you don't share anything, people have a tendency to think that you're hiding something and then they want to sure. know what it is and all sorts of, of craziness. And, and one of the things that like, I don't know if like, if you're someone like, um, Justin Bieber or Jay-Z or someone like that who, like, people are constantly following you around and paparazzi are following you around. And it's just, like, that's got to get real old real fast. And honestly, I think the problem is even if you're not famous and you have a groupie, maybe her name is Kate Roberts and she follows you around, maybe sometimes <laughs> even then someone can't keep it in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is always uh, a possibility. I mean, we have some folks on the line who way. do want to weigh in. Uh, I, I want to go to one other thing before we, you know, we start talking more about all of the craziness and the lovely wonderfulness that is Days of Our Lives. But folks, of course, know that this is not either of your first soap rodeo. Chriselle, you started in daytime on All My Children. And then, if that weren't enough, you rose to superstardom as one half of the wildly popular couple, Crochelle. <laughs> How, does right. that that right. How does that make you feel? Oh, well, you know, Dan, you are half of my, if I'm thunder, you're lightning. You are my, you know, Oreo to my milk. Uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. <laughs> you guys complete each other. Sweet. <laughs> right. Me too. And going to Galen, we can't forget, of course, that you were on everyone's favorite wackiness that was passions. I have a challenge for you if you're ready for it. I'm ready if space aliens landed and said you have 60 seconds to explain everything that went on in the course of passions, how would you do it? Tell us, explain passions in 60 seconds or less. Okay. I'm not ready. Um, (laughs) (laughs) passions was this very campy take on a soap opera where anything and everything could happen and probably did happen within the constraints of harmony. And hell, and space, and hell in a closet, and yeah, it's not possible. Actually, those aliens would be left confused. Would they stick but, around no. to try to figure it out, or would they flee back to whatever space place they came from? Well, based on the love I still get for that show, it would like you know behoove them to stick around because there's a lot of hullabaloo about it. <laughs> Everybody out there who's playing along, take your drink. Uh, we've used the word again. We'll be yes. drunk by the end. <laughs> I, right, I'm I'm you. I've, been, I've been hanging out with Chriselle too long. I, I'm encouraging people to, to I drink. love it. <laughs> That's not good. Now, Chriselle, Galen's character on Passions had at least three past lives. I don't remember what they all were. One was the Titanic. One was Mark Anthony. One was something else from Ireland or whatever, but your character on Days of Our Lives has had at least three aliases. Why does she have aliases? What is she running around from? Who is she hiding from? She was hiding from her stepdad, Clyde, who has come to town and 
And I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, now that we see him, like, why is he that scary? Well, stay tuned, viewers. It's uh, It gets a little thicker in the in the seas there. My, I don't know if I'm buying that story, Grishel. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Is that something else? Why? Because he seems so nice. Well, it's I just find he is kind of kind of a nice guy on the outside, but maybe there's some other secret story that you're not telling us. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Maybe she, you know, she has a big like Bloomingdale's charge that she's running from or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's me. Oh wait, that's me. Never mind. I was I wasn't aware that we could run away from Bloomingdale's charges. So I'll make a note of that. That <laughs> we may not have yeah, a show next week. You just put on week. a blonde wig and call yourself Joan Crawford or whatever the Joan Cooper and go to Texas. That's what you do. You had some great photos on your fake driver's licenses, though. I, I kind of liked, there was a, a part of me, Chriselle, that enjoyed seeing you with different hairstyles and glasses and oh my gosh, skirts Dan, those and things were like that. terrible. They were, I mean, no, they're good for a laugh, but that's that about it. one with the bob was awesome. No. Yeah. No. We're going to ask the viewers what they think. How about that, Dan? I think we should. You know what? Let's I think we should go. Too. I think we're going to do it right now. We're not just going to do it in general. We're going to bring in Holly, who's calling from Arizona, I believe, who has a question and may or may not want to weigh in on the hairstyles. Holly, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, um, Chriselle. Hey, Galen. How are you guys? Hey, Holly. Hi. Hey, how are you guys? Good. We're great. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to get to talk to you finally. And, um, yeah, I had a couple questions for you guys. Before you ask your question, Galen has one for you, so let's find out what it is. Go ahead, Galen. What was your favorite hairstyle worn by oh Jordan God. Ridgway when she was in the alias? Was it the bob? Was it the blonde one? What, did you see them all? Are you really Oh, my God, this? I didn't. Yes, but, um, I, I, think the, I think it was the bob one. <laughs> I think so, too. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the one that I would have to choose. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Thank you. Yeah, Kershaw, you're so pretty. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Second that. Um, (laughs) So um, my question for you guys, um, can you tell me um, what's coming up in your guys' storyline at all? Yes, we're going to tell you everything. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dylan, are you taking this one or am I? Go ahead. I feel like I've been talking the whole time. No, no, not at all. Um, well, I, um, you know, as we know, Race has kind of made a mistake and walked out and slept with Kate. And yeah, it was a mistake. Please, <laughs> on every show. Every that, show, Jaylen. it's a Jordan is hurt, okay? You hurt her. I'm sorry. So you have to make up for that. Maybe send some Rape. flowers. Send a necklace or something. <laughs> I know. But, I haven't um, sent anything, has he? Oh, and I, I will say I was allowed, I, I was given the okay to give a little hint that there will be another guy that kind of uh, turns her head that maybe that will cause, you know, race to kind of, you know, I think there's good story there. If that comes in and what? that element is added, it shows, you know, if race willing to, what is he willing to do when, you know, his love is on the line? Is the other man me? Ooh, of should course. we have said that? No. Well, it, the other man is you off camera, not right, on camera. I can't even believe what I'm hearing right now. What are you talking? What other man? <laughs> oh, my oh. God. What is this, a, a soap opera? 
a reason to stay tuned to Days of Our Lives and tune in weekdays on NBC. I do want to go to Galen on something that makes me think, uh, and certainly to thank Holly for her call. Uh, but you guys, Galen, you tape so far in advance. Is it hard to keep things secret, or after a while do you get used to it? I mean, it seems like it would be kind of easy to maybe get caught off guard and accidentally say something, not realizing that it's not going to happen for a couple months. It is. Did I just do that? I don't think so. I, okay, don't think, I think okay, someone would have called oh it by God. other ear. It is so hard because, you know, I mean, we're, all, we're what, four or five months ahead. So five like, months. you may have, like forget about it and then you remember and then you're like, oh, my God, remember when? And then they're like, that hasn't aired yet, you idiot. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. And then, you know, hopefully you don't. They just put you in a coma. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like... Uh, it can happen. I know like, we all struggle with it, definitely. Um, I think it's uh, a challenge. Sure. Sorry about the airplane. Uh, on the, the airport. On the flip of that, though, is it also harder, like now, say we're talking, if I wanted to discuss intricate storyline details, is it also hard then, Galen, to go back and say, oh, my God, I don't remember what we taped back in March. How am I going to have this interview? Yes, that also. Um just because the the plot lines are you know they're delicate and they're they're woven and interwoven with other things and so then you like start to say something and then you're like oh wait did that happen then or is that after that or can I even say that is that aired so yeah I think we all struggle with that wouldn't you agree Michelle? Yeah, actually I would say that that's harder um, as far as like not letting secrets go. I think it's harder than I think it's harder to remember those intricate details in that moment, you know, from six months ago, because we've done so much since then. I mean, the pages that we do every single day, times that by five or six months whenever you're having an interview, it's, I, it's really hard. We have to get briefed by our publicist of exactly where we were in that week and stuff like that. So. Right. Well, you mentioned a name in there, not sort of inadvertently made me think, but Chriselle, when you were doing interviews for SoapCentral.com on the red carpet, I know that you tried to strong arm Casey Ross out of details and, you know, he was tight lipped. He wasn't going to say a word. So, I mean, there's, there's got to be some aspect, but I mean, it's, it seems like everybody's doing a really good job because we don't hear really much in the way of, of oopsies that are out there on the internet. It's, it's pretty good to be able to do that. Yeah, I think they just, you know, scared us, too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. instead of, we just err on the side of don't say anything because we're not sure. That's true. So true. Like, uh, with Twitter, you're like, oh, God, I can't. So you just don't, you know, you kind of, yeah, you get gun shy. Delete, sure. delete, delete. Uh, well, we have a, well, we don't yes. want to ruin it for the viewers either. You know, it means not. so much to them, and they love the show, and we love that they love the show. So the last thing we want to do is kind of ruin any of that for them after we put so much work in, in you know, in providing that entertainment to them. So the last thing we want to do is kick ourselves in the foot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, it, it absolutely That is a great answer. It makes perfect True, sense. And, and there's yeah. even that on, on the press side. There is... You know, we wrestle with it as well. If we, you know, know anything or hear anything, we don't want to ruin it either. But at the same time, there's that delicate balance between teasing the viewers so that they want to right. tune in and letting them know what's coming without going too far. So I get that. There's also a fine line between borrowing and theft. There's always a segue, guys. Just follow me on this one, hopefully. We have, we have a question from Mike. It's for both of you. He wants to know if either one of you have ever taken a souvenir from the set. Uh, 
may, you know, could be permitted. Galen, have you ever uh, borrowed anything from the set? Maybe Passions, well, it's not around anymore. I would say, well, when Passions went off the air, they had this awesome sale, and I have, like, stuff throughout my house, like chandeliers and chairs and all kinds of cool stuff that they had, but um, it would be really unprofessional, and I think could really uh, reflect badly if one were to take it from the set because then you're messing with the continuity and I think someone's always watching anyway so they'll be like oh yeah so Galen he walked off with the uh, the buttress from the crane mansion and then you're like oh so no but I will say I have worn a lot of pairs of socks home and then finally my wife was like are you kidding me you need to take these socks back like I feel like I was like a sock order I could send you a picture um and so I returned all these socks. There was probably like six <laughs> pairs of socks. <laughs> socks. That's, okay, that's interesting. I mean, I guess it's yeah. easy to forget to take them off. Chriselle, what about you? Uh, I can't imagine you've worn any socks home. Um, I have taken from the set. <laughs> <laughs> what? But that being said, oh, I have never taken from days. But when all my children... Um, I don't know if, if anyone's listening that remembers this, but there was this thing where I was like the face of the perfume launch and they had this huge party. And so my face was on, it was so ridiculous, but it was on everything. It was on like every, there was a big club and there were photos and there were like little things on every table and flyers. And I can't even explain the coasters. Like, so it was really funny. And so as a joke, I took like coasters because they had my face on them. And there was like weird like props that were just there for that one party anyway. Like I probably threw them out after that. So I did take those. And then I gave them to my grandma who to this day I think still like hangs them proudly. So. By the way, that's totally acceptable. That's different. Thanks, Galen. Yeah. We've got the, the seal of approval. Would you like, Gail, would you like a Chriselle coaster? <laughs> I would, actually. No, you have to my steal it from my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well, or we'll just print out one from, you know, some of our Emmy stuff and, and send it along. That'll work for there. But <laughs> there are other things other than Days of Our Lives. I know, you know, everybody is always busy. There are always other things. Chriselle, I don't know if you're able to talk about it, but you had tweeted out some photos a bit back. You're doing maybe a film. Can we talk about that yet? Are we not allowed to talk about it? Should we pretend it didn't happen? No, um, we can talk about it. I just don't have any details as to when it will be released or where you can see it or anything like that. So just very prematurely, yes, I did a movie called Another Time. And, um, you know, it's really cool. The cast is amazing. Um, but as far as details, I'll have to I'll have to hit you up when that comes around more solidly so but it's a That's, good little teaser for you no it absolutely right. is and we learned something else and we'll find out if if galen knew this he may or may not but Chriselle, you don't like chinese food i i don't i hate chinese food it's so either. weird everyone loves it and i i, I really don't. don't get it <laughs> by the way my wife can't stand jenna hates it as well i don't like oh, it really? either yeah yep. just as an That's fyi the most so. people all at once i've ever heard that didn't like it <laughs> Galen, I'm guessing you do like it, though. I love it, yeah. I mean, I, I like it when it's kind of healthy. Sometimes it can be like a grease pit, but, um, but yeah, I love, like, the flavor of sesame oil and garlic and hot peppers, and, yeah, she doesn't really care for that at all. So, uh, but, but my so kids love it as well, so, like, they love, like, fried rice, things like that, so I get to order it now, at least, without her, like, you know, 
give me a hard time. So that's I'm, cool. gl- I'm glad that the kids, you know, that all worked out for you with an example. There's also something else that you like in addition to Chinese food. I saw that you've been tweeting about another project of yours called Real Access, R-E-E-L Access. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Real Access was a company we developed, God, I don't know, it's maybe been 10 years ago now, um, that we basically... We were on the forefront of it so long ago that people were like, what, huh? And what we did was we host demo reels. So actors, they'll have like a reel of, you know, all the clips and, the, you know, shows that you've been on and you put them together and then you'll send it out. So if someone's like, oh, I want to see your reel, cinematographers have them, directors have them, whatever. So as opposed to having to send a VHS or DVD throughout the United States or Canada or even internationally, we were like, well, why don't we put it online? And it seems kind of, yeah, duh, but... Ten years ago, it wasn't. So we developed this company, Real Access, and um, yeah, it's been around ever since. And uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was the wife's idea, and she's worked fastidiously on it. We developed a really cool site. And, uh, yeah, still going, still plugging along. Folks can go and check that out as well. They can also, while they're online and looking at things, they can see one of our guests today doing the ice bucket challenge. With a, a plus two, Chriselle, would you like to talk about your uh, dousing of cold water? Sure. Um, you know, I, I hope at this point probably a lot of people have learned, you know, what the ALS disease is and what it, you know, steals from people. And it's, it's the most heartbreaking thing ever. And so anything to bring more awareness to that and raise money, I'm happy to do. And we thought we'd put a fun twist on it because that day it was announced that my boyfriend, Justin Hartley, is moving to um, The Young and the Restless. And he, his character is married to my best friend in the world that I met on All My Children, Melissa Claire Egan, who plays Chelsea on The Young and the Restless. So we thought it would be fun since people were going to ask a million times, is it going to be weird if he kisses her and you guys are best friends? So, you know, we're actors, and I, I trust them more than anyone in the world, and I love them. So it was kind of one of those fun ways to kind of put a, a silly spin on it and show we're all one big happy family over here. I, I couldn't be happier for both of them so they get to work together. They're so talented, and uh, and we raise money in, in the process, so it was all good. And it was Galen, really did freaking you, cold. <laughs> Galen, did you follow that? Her boyfriend is on this show with the best friend and kiss the, it's it's a very soapy confusing plot line it's totally a soap within a soap within real life it's pretty amazing it well, is yeah i mean the fact she's, that she's your best friend and that he gets hired to play the love interest of your best friend and he's your boyfriend it's like too weird i have something it that's is. weirder it is and it's for Galen. Galen, a couple of weeks ago, one of your co-stars was on the show and uh, mentioned that she may or may not have been a little, you know, smitten to be sharing the red carpet with you. Any idea who that might have been? God, I have no idea, really. She's well, on we the have show a, now? We have a clip. Let's take a listen to our mystery confession. I was looking at some of our SoapCentral.com Emmy coverage, Cassie, and I can't really be sure, but you really seem to enjoy being between Galen Gearing and Greg Vaughn on the red carpet. You're having a good time. Okay. Now, what what good all-American woman wouldn't love that? Those are two of the finest-looking gentlemen on the canvas of daytime, and I was lucky enough to get paired with them on the red carpet. I was tickled pink. 
I was happy. I was happy, 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 and these guys are so much fun, and they're funny and lovely, and yeah, and not hard to look at. There may even we'll let the folks look at the videos and. and figure it out for themselves. But at the top of one of the interviews, we'll send the link on our Twitter feed. There may even have been some twerking by Cassie DePaiva. I'm not entirely sure, Cassie. You're laughing, you did. There possibly was. I, I, you can put out that disclaimer right now. Oh. <laughs> well, Galen, was Cassie twerking on you? Not that I remember, no. <laughs> well, she seems to remember that she was. She was what very you? happy to be on the red carpet with you guys. Oh, my God. She is awesome. I was actually... First of all, I think the only reason she was being nice because I was like, all right, we'll pick you up. But she didn't want to go alone. So um, thanks, Kathy. Uh, but I'm so glad we did. She's awesome. I hadn't really, you know, it's weird. We all work together, but a lot of times we don't necessarily spend time with one another if our stories don't overlap because you're kind of in and out. And when you are in, you're, you're, you're working on your lines or you're rushing through hair, makeup, wardrobe. And then, you know, as soon as you're done, you're kind of out. So uh, it was nice to get to spend some time with her. She's just a fantastic human being. Super funny as well. It does present another question. Uh, I'll go to Chriselle for this and think. You can think before you, you answer because I'm, I guess we need to get the timeline straight. But one of the questions from fans on Twitter from Sarah wanted to know if there's anybody on the show who you haven't had a chance to maybe work with a lot who you wouldn't mind working with more in the future. Um, I get asked this, and I always think, because there's several people, you know, I love Christian Alfonso, and I think that her character, you know, it'd be fun to have, like, a, a fun girlfriend kind of relationship with her or something where you kind of get to lighten up certain characters, where my character is also, like, I don't know, I just feel like there's a fun thing there, so I don't, um, I, I, I'm trying to think also, like, I love the the pot donut storyline because I thought that was so hysterical. So any of those ladies, when they did, I want them to do another book club where the pot donuts get delivered again. And I want to be in that story <laughs> just because I just think it was when I was watching the show, I never laughed at the watching the show. It was really funny. Everybody was great. I do enjoy a good laugh, and you know you guys are always providing lots of fun stuff on social media. Galen, where can people find you online on social media? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Galen Gehring. They can find me on Instagram at G Gehring. And I have a Facebook account somewhere. I think it's Galen Gehring, actually. It should be hard to find. Just search for his yeah. name. And Chriselle, how can folks find you everywhere on the Internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which I'm most active on, which is Chriselle Seven, and then uh, from time to time, my Instagram, which is also Chriselle Seven. Easy enough to find, and if you're looking for either of them on your television screens, you can tune into Days of Our Lives every weekday on NBC. Check your local listings for the time and channel in your area. Go to their official Facebook page or follow the show at Days of Our Lives on Twitter. Chriselle and Galen, thank you so much for taking some time out before you start your weekend to be here with us. Thanks so much, Alan. Thank you for having me. We will talk again soon and cause trouble and or a hullabaloo. <laughs> Thanks, and we'll, we'll uh, hopefully have you on the show again real soon. All right. All right. Bye, Jalen. See you Monday. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. We are going to take a quick break, everybody, but we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live and Teo Penglis in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I want to remind you guys of the phone number if you'd like to call in and be part of the show. It's 866-472-5788. And if you are on social media, follow us on Twitter at Soap Central. You can tweet your comments and questions there. But my next guest is known to daytime fans for roles on Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. He recently released his first memoir, Places, The Journey of My Days, My Lives. And I got to say, it's a real page turner that reads like any of the best adventure novels. Of course, this is a real story, so it adds another dimension to it. Let's welcome back Teo Penglis to the show. Teo, thank you so much for coming back today. Uh, Thank you very much for the invite. I have to say, uh, I I guess a page-turner in the age of digital media is is slightly uh, misleading. It's a a, a finger-swiping. I was... You know, swiping away reading on my on my tablet device. I really enjoyed the book, so I'm looking forward to talking about that and some of the things that went into it. Maybe some of the things that uh, you have in store for us in the future. Absolutely. Ian, yeah. we're going to start off with, I guess, you know, right at the very beginning. Uh, before we get into talking about the book in detail, the foreword is by Doris Roberts, and she mentions some amazingly elegant dinners that you've thrown in your home. And I'm curious. Uh, after crossing paths with so many wonderful and amazing people in your career, who would be your ultimate dinner guest that you would want to invite, o- invite over and have sort of a, an amazing dinner discussion? Probably Shirley MacLaine. Uh, only because, you know, she's a woman who's made many journeys and I think contributed a lot to our understanding of our spiritual side of life. Uh, probably Shirley MacLaine. I think she's an enigma and I think she's done some extraordinary things. And with that, it was also revealed, uh, I don't know if it was a closely guarded secret, but Doris also says that you're an extraordinary cook. What are some of the things, do you have a, a particular specialty that you like to cook up? 
Well, you know, uh, it depends on who I've invited. Sometimes, uh, as friends call, I say, oh, I'll come over for dinner next Friday or something. But uh, it depends on the people. It depends also on the weather. But, um, you know, I do a very good moussaka that uh, was given to me from somebody who worked at the royal household in Greece many, many years ago. And that that comes out well. Um, I, I think also the way I prepare fish. Also, um, I like doing oriental food as well. So it's across the board. But, you know, um, I remember Danny Kay in my youth and the way he used to present food to his friends. And he never used to eat with them. He'd just have them sit around the bar and feed them as he cooked along. And so I like to do that too sometimes. I don't like to sit down with people. I like to just keep cooking and just serving all different dishes. So sometimes it's a five-course meal. Um, it's exhausting. But it's it's something that it puts me right at the edge. I never know how it's going to turn out because you just can't take food for granted because of flavor. And also, if you don't look forward to doing it, I also think that energy goes into the cooking. So you really got to embrace the dinner with with an emotion of love, and so that when you present it to your guests, they're feeling the same. So I've never had a bad meal. So I've been fortunate. That's very lucky, and hopefully that will continue. You know, we've had, I mentioned at the top of the show, this is our 244th show or or something like that. So we've had a lot of guests here on the show in the past, but a a lot of them knew from day one. They knew, you know, from an early age that they wanted to go into acting. And from reading your book, that wasn't necessarily the case with you. You didn't know that you were going to become an actor all no, I, I loved movies uh, as a kid. As I said, uh, it was a place to escape in the dark, and um, I had a, a kind of a, a tough childhood, and so the movies helped my imagination. Uh, the way it came about getting a free trip to America uh, and putting aside my job as uh, in the immigration uh, department, but when I once I went to America, I, I just happened to meet people in showbiz, and uh, through some of them, I got introduced to the business. But it was certainly nothing I wanted to um, explore. I just thought it was kind of silly, and I was kind of a, a, a Greek kid who grew up with you know Victorian values and old-fashioned and, and rather stiff, and uh, and and a lot of fear imposed because of never to fail, never embarrass the family. So. Um, um, I thought by the time I was 23, I had to make up my mind because my family in Australia were upset that I had left home and I was going for three weeks and I stayed for six years. That's, that's a big difference. And in reading the book, you were one of the first in the community to really leave and to put your family through all of that. When you were going through it firsthand, you may look at it differently now, but at the time, did you realize how much it hurt your family that you were going to be away? Well, you know, we're Greeks. You know, we love drama and we love big <laughs> emotions. You know, it's nothing small. You know, it's... Uh, but not to, to uh, put down the way they felt about my exodus from Australia. But I had no idea who I was. Uh, there was no mentor around for me that, that in some way would help me investigate why I was here. 
And so it wasn't until I came to America. But I know for a long time, my mother was very healthy. And then, you know, my father blamed me at a time that the cancer came through because of her stress with me being away all these years and being the oldest son. So that was something I had to carry. So I think behind it all, I had to prove my point. I had to become successful at something. And and, uh, this acting profession was not something that I, I, I really went into thinking oh, this is going to be great. I just persevered, and I, I didn't know what else to do at the time. When you were here on the show a couple of weeks ago, you'd said something that uh, stuck out to me, so I made a note of it. It said, because this is the country, referring to the United States, to me, that embraced me more than any other. Certainly not Australia, not Greece. It was America. What do you mean by that when you say that it was America that truly embraced you? You know, I always loved the image of Americans through movies. I like you know I like the wholesomeness, the innocence. I, I love the church going people. I loved all that Americana, the food, the dress, all that. Um, but you know, when I was struggling in Australia, even when I went back, um, I was looked upon as the actor who left. I, I wasn't an actor in Australia, so they didn't say, you know, welcome home, actor. No, they just didn't quite understand because the time I went. Uh, there weren't uh, many Australian actors over here. And so I always felt a little bit of uh, the tall poppy syndrome as I went back home. It was, um, they always try to shoot you down in some way, you know, what, what we're not good enough, um, uh, you know, why, why would you leave your country? And, you know, it was, uh, I look back at it now and I understand it wasn't about them, it was about me. It was, it was just, for me to convince myself that I had to live elsewhere. And even when I went to Greece, that was a big game. And that was not something that uh, I remembered well. But when I went to uh, go to America, even with the rejects and the criticisms, that there was still a way of celebrating things well done and success. And there was no apology. And so, uh, and still today, I think to myself, wow, I've become an American citizen. Um, because I, I thought I had to give back somehow to this country that gave me and embraced me so well. And, uh, and, and that was to be part of its identity. And um, even though I'm still Australian as well, but, you know, I've spent most of my years here. And so um, uh, the generosities, the, uh, the cruelty of this business sometimes, people not wanting you to succeed, all those things are part of the obstacles that I had to overcome in order to find who I was and how to handle life and handle the interpretation of life and how I went into the business that way. And the more I got to understand myself, uh, through spiritual, uh, um, teachings, uh, I was able to then allow myself to free and become, um, a person who had something to say in the field of, of, of acting. And so, um, Slowly but surely, it was, you know, it's, the road's not over. But, um, you know, I've always remembered that someone said to me, you're a long-distance runner. Hmm. So that's no. why I embraced America. That's... How could you not, you know? Absolutely. Uh, people are always very sweet. I mean, Australia's wonderful, too, and Greece is wonderful. But I have to be honest, <laughs> the reason I'm here today is because of America. It's absolutely, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that. And you know, now with a lot of things that we see going on in the news uh, on, a, on a daily basis, there are a lot of people who are born American who are American by birth, and they don't necessarily feel 
like they're American, that they may be treated otherwise. So it certainly is an interesting discussion to be had, I think. Well, I think also, you know, this country is growing too. You know, things don't happen and don't heal overnight. We're still dealing, you know, with the African-Americans here. And and that's always shocking to me because I never understand why you're looking at another human being. I mean, what has that got to do with your color or your, your religion or whatever? But, you know, it's, there's always people who don't want to shift from what they've been taught to believe. And, uh, you know, the obje- big objective, if you want to look at God's point of view, it's to see everything as it's made. There's, there's such versatility and such an array of expressions in this world. And certainly, I don't care, you know, wherever you go, when you come home back to the United States, it's still the best country in the world. Whatever you may criticize, uh, you know, I don't, I just, I just realize now at this stage of my life that when I see that kind of ignorance and that kind of finger-pointing, then it just tells me that the country is still very young and it needs to evolve. And because we're on the map with the rest of the world, we're led by example. And I think that we need to come together and, and, and cherish each other's colors and languages. And that's what makes this country so amazing. It's it's. It's the melting pot that created so much uh, success and, and, and envy in the rest of the world. And, and I think a lot of criticism is thrown to America because people envy, people are threatened, people think of our arrogance or whatever. They don't realize that Americans are very hard workers. We don't, things don't come to us easily. And we do have our tragedies and we do have people who struggle in this uh, society. So, you know, we're like the rest of the world. We just happen to be a little more civilized. Um, you know, Europe, European certainly uh, is wonderfully civilized. and It's just the more primitive cultures that are disrupting this, the world. And, and we have to understand that they're afraid and that they need to come to where the sun is shining because they're always, to me, they're always taking away life. They're not contributing. So I'm glad we're after them. We need to get rid of those people and that kind of thinking. Well, I mean, it does sort of lend itself to talking more about some of the details in the book. Uh, there was a passage that stood out to me that I sort of chuckled. It, it, maybe it, it touched a nerve. But you say, sometimes I think the kid in me creates circumstances just to provoke and then to find ways of getting out of them. What are, for folks who maybe haven't had a chance yet to pick up a copy of your book, what are some of these circumstances that you've created that you've had to find a way to get yourself out of? When you say that, it makes me laugh because I, I think well, the grin on my face right now is because uh, it's true. I mean, it's a disturber of the peace. Um, no, sometimes, you know, if, like when I've been in Egypt, for instance, in ancient Cairo in a place called Babylon, I was searching the Holy Family's exodus out of Nazareth and into Egypt during the time of Herod. And, and as I was walking through, I remember seeing this man just staring at me. And so I just stared back. And then he stared back even harder. And then I just stared at him. And I thought to myself, I bet that secret police. He's trying to wonder what I'm about, who I am. And the next thing I know is he turns his jacket and, and lifts his jacket from uh, at the back and there's a gun. So, you know, if I passed that man and didn't, I, I knew I pr- had provoked that. I know that if you want to get a reaction, you pick up a camera to shoot something. But um, there is something within me, uh, even when I work, that as a kid, if I find someone too comfortable 
or I feel like they're just on the dialogue, then I try to create something that will disturb the peace. And that makes them shift out of their comfort zones. So I do that... There's a difference, though, between comfort zones and, you know, maybe being mistaken for a terrorist or, you know, being thought that you were a spy by Hezbollah. There's there's a, most people thinking that you know, someone pulling back their, their jacket and there being a gun there, they may say that's not just creating circumstance. That's creating a whole lot of trouble, potentially. Yeah, I suppose it is. But, you know, that's what always made my journeys interesting. Uh, when I went to Syria before, it all started to collapse. That's it's such a sad when I look at that and that country is an extraordinary country and also Damascus is the oldest oldest existing city in the world and and uh, I remember when I arrived the first time I had my American passport and I thought oh this is interesting I'm going to the Middle East with an American passport let's see how they respond and they kept me waiting for over an hour when nobody else was in line and when I finally was called over and gave my passport they just stared at me. And I said, they said to me, Why, what are you doing in our country? And I said, oh, I came here to, to explore your history. And they said, explore our history? And I said, yes, the one before you. Well, that was, he threw the passport in my face. And, um, and I said, well, you know, the Greeks were here before, the Romans were here before, the Christians were here before, the Greeks were here before the Arab invasion in the 7th century. So I, they didn't want to hear that because they don't re- really recognize the ancient artifacts because uh, there's a lot of uh, iconography in when you go to these countries because of the Christians and because uh, you know, of that history. And, and so they don't, they don't believe in that. And that's why uh, you see a, a lot of places in the world that are being destroyed, ancient places, because they don't have respect for that. They don't have respect for our history. Something so, I'm I'm watching the the clock here. There's I feel like I have an hour's worth of material more to talk about. So I'm going to zip around and, and bob and weave to try to get some more of the topics. Uh, something briefly that's addressed in the book that uh, I wanted to get your take on this year. Uh, a well-known worldwide performer is retiring. Dame Edna is retiring from uh, from the world of show business. And I know that 1987. It's a movie that I have here that I don't think anyone else in the United States may have seen. Les Patterson saves the world. Just briefly, you were in it as Colonel Godowney, uh, lovely name. Uh, what are your, your recollections and what are your thoughts on Dame Edna? Uh, well, I had to test for that role and she had to approve, or he had to approve Barry Humphreys. Uh, but my recall with him, um, he was the funniest, I think the funniest person I've ever seen on the stage. And when I finally did meet him, he was a different kind of a person than I expected, very private, uh, very um, clipped, not particularly warm, until he, I started to make him laugh. Once I made him laugh, he was at home, because he's so, he, it's, it's, it's like the guy who always performed, and somebody was making him laugh for a change. And, um, you know, his best man at his wedding, he, um, I mean, I could go into stories with Barry, but all I can say is uh, he was just absolutely wonderful to work with, and I'm sorry that he's going to retire, but when he does come back, I'm, I'm going to look him up again. It's been a while since I've seen him, but um, I did. A, I was around with him for about ten years. So, but you know, you go to different jobs and things. People separate. And the tour, for those of you who are interested, you can go online to Dame Edna's official website. Uh, she will be coming to the United States. But from one dame to another, the other dame is the only person who you say you were ever starstruck by. Who is this other dame? 
You mean Dame Judith Anderson? No, I was Dame Elizabeth Taylor. I was reading in your book. Saying you that, know what? Uh, I never think of her as a dame. <laughs> it's tough Elizabeth, to... Dame Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I mean, I just don't. Even though she's been given the title, uh, she's just Elizabeth Taylor to me. And um, Now, that was, you know, it was during the days of uh, General Hospital and the, uh, and the Ice Princess. And, you know, I was very young and, and uh, I was just... You know, I knew into the the daytime soaps, and but uh, my God, when she came out, she was doing a benefit, and we all went to see her, and she was going to come on the show. I remember I just raced over, and my friends dared me, so I went over, and I just went on one knee, like you know, in one of those those big um, action movies where the gentleman kneels to the queen, and, and I don't. To be honest with you, I never remembered anything I said to her. I don't remember what she said to me. It was 15 minutes. I was so starstruck. I couldn't even... And, and all I could think of was, what, what, what can I say to stay longer? Because she didn't seem to want me to leave. So, I, I, but I could... I, you know, and then I said, well, it, it was enough. So, but she really was terrific. I am... Again, I'm watching the clock. Uh, I'm... Right now, I'm just going to say that I would love to have you back. Uh, I realize that this is your second time here. I'd love to have you back again in the future, maybe as we get to another book. But with the time that we have left, if you could tell the folks who are listening that there was one place that they need to go to before they're no longer able to travel, do you have a one-spot recommendation that everyone should see? I realize that's that's such a a huge question. Yeah. I mean, the two places that really made me cry was uh, Egypt and Greece at the Acropolis. Um, God, there's just so much. I mean, even Jordan going to, into Petra, um, Jerusalem is so wonderful because of its history. Um, it depends on what your tastes are about and what, where you're searching for. Uh, certainly some of these countries are not safe to go as Americans. But um, if you're going for spiritual places, there's many of those. I mean, I always call them the places where God never sleeps. It's You know there's something still lurking in those areas called the Holy of Holies. And so for me, you know, I love climbing Sinai. I think that's great for the young to do that. It's not the time to do that now, but eventually if peace comes to that region, um, Mount Sinai for the young people would be, is, is a great way to begin your life on your journeys and to elevate your spirit. But um, it's just, you know, I couldn't say just one, one place. There's just so many. And fortunately, you talk about all of these in Places, The Journey of My Days, My Lives. It is a great book. It reads, as I was telling folks, it reads everything between a, a Clive Cussler, Dirk Pitt adventure and an Indiana Jones to spiritual to thought-provoking. Teo, I've really enjoyed the book. As I said, there I could go on for another hour with you, but unfortunately... Can I just uh, say one more thing about absolutely. these journeys? On um, on the 21st of September at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, where it all started for me with Katsalas, um, I'm doing uh, uh, an evening um, about the book and about the journeys I've taken. So um, it's at the Beverly Hills Playhouse in, in uh, Los Angeles, and that's the 21st of September, and it's at 7.30. And we will do our part. We will make sure that we tweet that out there and Facebook it and post it on SoapCentral.com so folks can go and hear more about these wonderful journeys firsthand. Teo, thank you so much for coming back and sharing some time with us. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, gang. As I said, you can download the book on Amazon. You can also pick up a paperback copy. Now, as I have been mentioning, 
all show long, there is a bit of an announcement. If you've been following my antics on social media for the past week, in addition to knowing that I was stuck in the house without any cupcakes, which was an absolute nightmare scenario, you'll know that I'm talking about a new project. Well, for the past 20 years, yes, two zero, I've spent every day of my life writing and talking about soaps. It's five years now that I've been doing Soap Central Live. It's been a show that has really changed the way that you get to interact with your favorite soap stars. Of course, SoapCentral.com was one of the first truly uh, entertainment websites out there. I've never known any other job. This has been an incredible experience, and it's, it's really nothing that I would change, but it's all that I know. So I am extremely excited and nervous to announce that, don't worry, this isn't going where you think, but this fall I'm going to be launching a new multi-format show called Kroll Call. It's all the things you know and love about SoapCentral.com and Soap Central Live and hopefully me, but it's going to be more about television, movies, music, health and fitness, relationships, fashion, food. I mean, it has to be about food. There's no way I could do a show without food. But I hope that you'll all support it. Again, it's called Kroll Call. I'm going to have more of the information about it as we get closer to our launch date. It's sort of crazy town over here thinking of doing something different after 20 years. But I guess it's not going to be really different. I'm going to be doing all the things that I love, including talking about soaps. SoapCentral.com is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So don't worry. You're not losing me. But then again, I guess technically you are because we're just about out of time for this week's show. I want to thank all of my guests this week, Chriselle Staus, Galen Gearing, and Teo Penglis. If you missed any part of today's show, want to hear it again or share it with your friends, visit SoapCentralLive.com. It's a place to listen to every and any episode that we've broadcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening, for tweeting, for calling in. I'm going to be back here next week. As I said, I'm not going anywhere. I hope that you'll be back too for our continuing saga that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.